Don't be ashamed to learn things that you need to know. Here's Sexplanations with Dr. Doe. Sexplanations podcast, episode 48. I'm here with Miha, who I have known for over a decade, almost two of them. We did HIV prevention training together where I was learning how to become a testing counselor, and you were there, I think, as a trainer. And then we worked together. We volunteered together. We have done sexual finesse stuff and prevention stuff. We've gone to teen pregnancy and prevention centers, and we've taught teenagers how to cheek condoms. And so I thought, who better to talk to about condoms than Miha? No one. Oh, my goodness. What an inspiration <laughs> you've been throughout my life. So thank you for being here. Oh, thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. It's so fun. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. Very, very, very cool that you're here because I want to learn what new information you have about condoms and any stories you have to share because I think that you have a passion for them. And um, before we go into that, I just want to give a quick shout out to our Patreon supporters, Joanna and Donna Flint, because they have been so good to us, um, making sure that this podcast exists for people. In their honor, I pulled up this WebMD trivia quiz about condoms. (laughs) Do you want to answer these questions with me? I'll give it a go, yeah. Yeah. I tried some of them and failed, so no pressure. What's the most (laughs) condom? What's the most common condom mistake? And here are your options. That the person puts it on too late, that they use the wrong lubricant, or that they put it on wrong. I would say that they put it on wrong. Correct. Next question. We'll just do a few of these. When it comes to condoms, size does matter. True or false? True. Yeah. You're so good at this. I've got a lot of experience. (laughs) (laughs) Condoms were invented by Earl of Condom, King Charles II's doctor. That doesn't sound right at all. Correct. (laughs) This is fun. I like asking you these questions because you're so good at them. In a pinch, is baby oil a good lube? No. Why Why not with a condom? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so if, you don't, true. if condom's not a factor, it could be. This is why you're an excellent educator, because your brain can think of all the possibilities for lube. Uh, the FDA tests condoms for holes. True or false? I don't believe that. I don't think that's their job. Um, I don't know. Is that true? It is true. Ooh. They take a sample of condoms. This is what it says. By filling them with water to see if they leak, an average of 90 or sorry. 996 out of 1,000 condoms must pass the test. Wow. I would think that would be like a manufacturer's job, and then like maybe they send somebody in for quality control or something. But Yeah, that's yeah. true. It's good to know. That makes a lot more sense. I'm worried that it says four out of 1,000 don't have to pass the test. Mm-hmm. Doesn't that concern you? <laughs> well, I mean, I just know so many other ways that a condom can malfunction that I think that – uh, I'm not surprised. Ooh, tell us all the ways that a condom can malfunction. Uh, well, you know, we talked about it a little bit by using uh, non-water-based lube, something that's going to break down the condom. Um, sometimes people try to, like, double wrap it and put two on, but that causes more friction, so mm-hmm. those break. I've had condoms not work because of improper size, so, like, somebody tries to put one on that's too big for them, and it gets lost inside and is swimming inside of my body. Um, yep. Yeah, they can just be old and not really durable anymore, and so then they break, or there's just so many factors. Like, they're very delicate things. 
They are. I mean, they're also impressively strong. We've both blown them up to be two to three feet long. We've put them on our heads. We put them in our mouths where they're. I put them on my fist. Yeah, up my arm. Yep. But yeah, they're also fragile in that they're meant to be thin so you can feel things through them. Yeah. I remember this time we were teaching, you had, I don't know if you made a dam out of a condom or you just had a dam, but you showed how you could feel the side of a coin. Yeah, the edges through of it. Coin, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah. Super there. thin, super durable, but not invincible. Right. So good. <laughs> when you say you have a lot of experience about them, will you tell us some of your favorite experiences? Um, uh, favorite experiences with condoms. I mean, certainly like condom games that I've done with you where we've tried to like show how big condoms can really get. So when people try to like say, you know, oh, I'm too big for condoms, you're like, really? Well, are you as big as my head or are you as big <laughs> as like my forearm or as big as my foot? Um, and those are definitely the more like entertaining aspects yeah. of experience with condoms for sure. Um, I have experience with condoms, um... Showing other people how they work. I have my own experience with condoms, trying to get people to use condoms. I've even had people rip condoms off and throw them at me. What? Because uh, they didn't see why we should have to have safer sex if I wasn't going to kiss them even, which doesn't really make sense. But So I've even had condoms thrown at me. Um, I've definitely given cheeking demonstrations before. I uh, do sex work, so condoms are like, Condoms and barriers are absolute must, so trying to introduce those to people who maybe haven't used them in the past or people who are reluctant to continue to use them or uh, people who are intimidated by them and just want to learn more, uh, all sorts of condom adventures. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one of my favorite memories is when you were teaching people how to cheek and all we had was, I think it was a mint-flavored it was non-lubricated, so it was it had a bunch of powder on it, and you cheeked with it, and you had all of this powder on your lips, and I was like, "Holy shit, that's so sexy!" <laughs> it was amazing. Not not just the cheeking; the cheeking was sexy and very cool. It's such a uh, fun way to put a condom on, but just like having that powder to show that you cared about doing that act and. That it it doesn't matter what it looks like and it can be kind of sloppy. That's part of the sexiness of it. So yeah, sexy. you know, something that I hadn't really like considered at that time when I was doing those cheeking demonstrations was I was really thinking mostly from like the point of view from like a sex worker or somebody who's trying to introduce a condom to somebody who's like reluctant or like not willing to participate with a condom. So it's a way to just go ahead and do it yourself mm-hmm. and like sort of do it a little covertly. And I was thinking about how, you know, that's fine and well in that, like, realm, but how if you are doing cheeking to do something, like, maybe you want to spice up your romance or be sexy in a relationship or be sexy with sex or something that that's not super practical in terms of um, reducing your risk for STDs or infections Mm -hmm. because uh, you're actually – it's in your mouth. So whatever is in your mouth is going to go – Inside that condom. condom and onto that condom. So, like, I am protecting myself from whatever I'm putting in my mouth, mm-hmm. but I'm not necessarily protecting the person that I'm uh, putting the condom on. Yeah. So it's like, you know, goods and bads come yeah. with, like, each of these, like, techniques. Oh, totally. Well, and, like, and- figuring them out and how they, like, work. and. Uh. <laughs> 
What is something that you have learned that has really stuck with you around condoms or barriers in general? Uh, I'm really surprised at how much of a negotiation has to happen um, when I am, like, engaging with somebody around, like, condoms and barriers. It's just I, – I feel like condoms are so common. Um, they've been around for so long. People know that they – are effective and yet people still resist so much to using them and will like come up with like every excuse or just not even have them with them and so I'm just always surprised at like how much of a battle it can be to get people to use condoms and barriers. Can we act it out? Sure, yeah. Do you want to be the person challenging or the person responding to the challenge? Uh your preference. <laughs> I'm nervous. I don't know I that know, I can respond to the challenge. See, this is the way you it goes, do. and we don't even have like actual condoms in front of us, <laughs> you know. And we're already getting nervous about this, and we talk about this all the time. Okay, challenge me, and then I'll see what I can come up with. Um. Hey. So before we go any further, uh, I've brought some condoms with me, and I'd like for maybe to look through them and see if there is one that you would prefer to use before we have sex. Oh, well, that's so sweet. I'm th- I'm thinking about the challenge of, like, the person who throws the condom at you or the person who <laughs> says, no, I don't want any of those flavors. Wait. I want it to taste like pussy or I want it – I want to swallow. Mm-hmm. Okay, so give me one of those. Give you one of – Give me some adversity and then I'll see if I can come up with a mm. response. Uh, I just feel like I can't breathe with a condom on. <laughs> I think, I think maybe that's what would happen is I would just start laughing. Like, uh, yeah, it's really hard not to. Because it feels too tight on your body? Yeah, I just can't breathe, you know? I mean, it's like, you know, trying to, oh, God, what is an example that I've gotten before? Wrap or suffocate your dick. Well, yeah, we can get a different bandwidth because usually that's the problem with the constriction is the ring at the bottom is the diameter of it. And so let's just get a package or go to the health clinic and get a bunch for free and try out different brands so that we find one that feels good on your body. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did I pass? <laughs> Are you going to wear a condom now? <laughs> I mean, I would, but I i mean, I have not had a lot of sex because people are unwilling to go without berries. And we're just talking about like penetrative sex like forget about oral sex you want to talk to people about oral sex with condoms they think that I am nuts but what's really great is I've had like uh clients who are like wow I didn't really think I could get off like that with a condom on you know so like I can definitely like prove my whatever with you know using condoms for oral sex but like people think that I'm nuts Asking them to use a condom for oral sex. Even after all these years? Because I think that you're so verbal about Mm. the fact that this is the way it is for you and what what you hope for everyone. And you're so sexually empowered that, like, they could get the experience of a lifetime if they were willing to just put a hundredth of a millimeter or however thin they are between your bodies. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm saying. There's, there are, like, no complaints once we actually, <laughs> like, go through the process. But getting there is can be really hard. And sometimes I've had to just, like, not take on a client or decline, like, some really hot sex with somebody that I really want to have because they're unwilling to. Could you dry hump instead? Could, but, you know, it, like... It's a serious mood killer for people. Like, if if they're like, oh, you're not going to, like, blow me without a condom on, then, like, they don't really see 
what else they can do, right? So it's like, that's when it gets down to like the quality of relationship or yeah. engagement that I'm trying to have with somebody. So like if we're just interested in like getting off and they're like, oh no, deal breaker for me, then like I have no problem parting out with them. Yeah. Um, but if it's like somebody I'm trying to like develop and cultivate like more than a one-time relationship with that person, then I'm going to have uh, a deeper conversation about barriers and condoms. But uh, I've not had a lot of really good sex because of condoms. And I've had some really great sex because of condoms. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And, like, those relationships that I have where we can talk about condoms and barriers, like, they aren't a big deal. Like, those are the most spectacular and intimate and, like, meaningful times for me personally. Yeah, because there are people who are into barriers the way we are, and I can only imagine having sex with them, yeah. right, where you don't have to do a ton of negotiation or say anything to, like, clear their minds. You could just be like, and it's on, and now we're having sex. Yeah, one of my lovers, uh, the reason they became one of my lovers, actually, was we were at a leadership like fellowship, whatever, conference type deal. And everybody was introducing themselves. And this person ends their like intro with, and I only have safer sex. And I was like, ding, 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 ding. <laughs> I like, just came. <laughs> I'm attracted to you visually. You just said the right words, Aww. everything that I needed. So I knew that I could get engaged with that person and not have to have like a big, difficult conversation around barriers because they already said it out loud. That is like part of their identity. Um, you know, and here we are, like, I think we got like seven years under our belt now, you know, being each other's lovers. And, um, we're even a part of a sexual liberation collective where when we host play parties, it is our standard rule that even like people who are fluid bonded with each other, uh, meaning that like they share, they don't use barriers, that they share each other's fluids. But then, you know, when they're with other people, they don't, they do use barriers. Does that make sense? Yes. But at our play parties, at the SLC's play parties, everyone, even if they are fluid bonded, are asked and required to use barriers because we want to cultivate uh, an environment of where that's like the social norm and that that's okay and that's just like how things go and is the way. Um, so like if people want to have non-fluid bonded sex or want to have fluid bonded sex, Outside mm -hmm. of the play parties, good for them. Totally. Have fun. Do what you do. But as an example, we only have um, barriers and safer sex practices at our play parties. I think I've met your lover at a conference. I think you've met several of my lovers <laughs> really? at a conference. I <laughs> <laughs> love it. Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, because all of you talk about it the same way where it's such a part of your identity. Yeah. And, I mean, uh, we've definitely had some conversations because not everyone in our collective does that all the time either. You know, I mean, a lot of our members of our collective do engage, in, you know, do use condoms and barriers, but not everybody does. And that's okay, but we could have, like, really great conversations about, like, when is that appropriate to do as far as we as a group and, like, what we're trying to bring, mm -hmm. like, what message we're trying to bring to people. So, like, yeah, if, if a member of our group wants to have unbarriered, unprotected sex, they can do that all they want, um, you know, when they aren't at our specific SLC play parties, but what they when they are at our parties, then they do. Okay, so going back to your original role-playing, you offered <laughs> that I could have a flavor, a certain flavor. I did. Isn't that what you... Oh, I said I've got all these condoms here oh, yeah, to yeah. choose from if you have, like, a preference. 
Yeah. So it's almost like you go into the setting where there's you're just going to remove the conflict altogether. It's like prevention rather than intervention. I'm just going to make this easy for you to have safer sex rather than argue with you about mm-hmm. how the only way you're getting access to my sexuality is by well, for me, it's not a choice. Your choice is, like, you can pick which barrier <laughs> you want to use, but there is no, you know, like, you can't not use a barrier. You must use a barrier, and here are your choices. And so, like, it's not negotiable. It's not debatable. Like, I'll give you some options. Like, it's like, we're either going to have sex or we're not. And if we do have sex, we're going to use a barrier, and these are your options. <sighs> What's your favorite? Favorite? Condom. Or, bur- or barrier of any kind? Mm, I think type. that I probably use condoms the most. Um, I'm a big fan of, um, you know, like ribbed and studded condoms. I like a lot of texture. Um, oh. Like not only for myself, but I like um, offering that to people who I think sometimes maybe might not think about it or might be intimidated by it or, like, sometimes it's a surprise for them. And they're just like, what else is going on there, down there, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, – and then probably gloves. I probably use second most because I'll even um, – oh, that's right. I'll even put gloves on uh, even when I have a condom on uh, because sometimes I want to, like, touch other parts while, while I'm having sex with somebody. And, like, uh, you know, sex is messy. So if I have my hands all up in it and – um, I want to make sure that I have barriers there too, and I'm taking care of my partners in that way. And that way, if like if they come out, if like I come out of them, I can put myself back in them and don't have to like have them do that, or um, or I can use my hands in other places while I'm having sex with them. Uh, Am I blushing? <laughs> I'm just grinning. I'm so happy you for do your have lovers. A big smile on your face, <laughs> and I do too, right? Like um, sex is fun and. Uh, I don't see condoms as uh, an obstacle. I think that, if anything, it can, like, talking about condoms can be a turn-on, I think, so. Yeah, I agree. So brand-wise, though, do you have a favorite? Um, Free. (laughs) Free is my favorite condom. Um, You know, I'm not too partial. I do like the decoration and the shape um, of, like, all the one condoms. Me too. Um, That's, that like... Adds a little personality and fun flair to it. Um, mm-hmm. They also have a good ribbed and studded uh, one that I like. Uh, but, I mean, as far as it goes, most of them are kind of, I feel, similar except for, like, I mean, they aren't really. They all do the trick. Yeah. <laughs> but are unique in their own way. You know, some are, like, narrower, some are longer, some are shorter, some are tighter, some are looser, um, you know, some, like, bell out at, like, the uh, head. Um, it's just all about finding the one you like and the one that works for you. And I think it would be great if um, parents, like, introducing their children to, like, their stages of life, if they offered them condoms for masturbation. Yes. Um, I think <laughs> that would be such a powerful tool, not only – would people feel a lot more comfortable around them and using them? And then they are more comfortable accessing them and asking for them. And then they get a wider sense of, like, the variety and what works best for their body. Well, and um, all of their orgasms are associated with the condoms. So yeah. mm-hmm. that whole arousal cycle is matched with protection. Yeah. 
And it's, you know, less mess, less fewer crusty socks. And, you know, like uh, I can think of all of the things that I put into my body as a young person without having a condom on it. And I'm really super glad that I never had any sort of like infection Mm -hmm. or, you know, whatever. So but I know, you know, young people who haven't had the same luck as me and had they been taught about, you know, condoms and barriers as a young person, they might have been able to avoid that and be happy and familiar with condoms now. Maybe avoided a couple of urinary tract infections. and Right? Yeah. 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 Okay, so I have questions that are <laughs> popping up in my head. One is studs, they don't hurt you. Or you like the, the pain of them. Because they hurt me. The one brand studs, I'm just like, Wah! feels like being scratched. Um. Well, I we probably have different relationships with pain. So yes, there is we, do. That. we already know that. Um, uh, and no, I like it. Uh, I don't see it as something that hurts. Like it can get raw, you know, if there's like prolonged like motioning. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I just, it doesn't bother me. And I, I learn to live with it. And sometimes it's just like I'm going to be a little sore for a couple days because that was good. Um, and like I'm okay with that. I like hearing that because – I, it makes me really excited when condoms go into the sexual enhancement component of their product. So it's not just about protection, but it's like, hey, how can we actually make our product improve the sex mm-hmm. experience for people? And so studs is part of that, but I'm like, wow, how could that work for anyone? It hurts so much. But for you. For you, it doesn't. Yeah, so that for makes me, me it's happy. Great. Yeah. yeah. I'm willing to, you know, feel it a couple days later. Uh, you know, when back in the day when we were trying to get birds and bees going and we were mm-hmm. going to have that warehouse and we were going to manufacture things. This um, is our sexual health collaborative Miha is referring to. Yes. So uh, I was super excited because I was like, yes, we're going to make gloves and we're going to make gloves how I want to made. And I want gloves that like come up to my elbow and have like all sorts of like options for designs and swirls and like nubbies on the fingers Let's and like it. ribs on the wrist and like. Just really, like, make the glove even super sexier uh, and super way more fun. Let's and do it. Yeah. Without the – we don't need the collaborative. We I'm can down. Just do we it. just, you know, need the machinery and materials and the overhead, blah. Uh, but that was, we like – We can do it. That was, like, what I was probably one of the most excited about was, like, thinking that – What images would you put on there? Images of what? Uh, like – so I think it was you who taught me about the um, opaque black gloves. Oh, yeah. from Maybe from Costco that you can buy them in bulk? Uh, no, I don't know about Costco. I actually need some right now, but I, I just lost my glove dude, but now I just found a new glove dude. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> I don't know about Costco, but if they've got them at Costco, I need to hit up Costco. I think they um, – well, anyway, so you wouldn't just do all one color. You would do designs. Uh, I mean, like... Aphrodite glove. Yeah, maybe. Sure. That's, like, really getting into it. I'm talking more about texture, like textured Mm. gloves. Like, yeah, we could, like, make them, you know, whatever, Aphrodite gloves. (laughs) You want to make them. But uh, I just want them to have different textures and feels and certainly lengths. Like, gloves are not long enough. Uh, I can get a condom, like, to here, but then they tend to roll down. Your mid-arm. So, yeah. Or mid what is this part of forearm? Forearm. forearm. Yeah. But then they roll down. Yeah, they tend to roll down. And they're, um, you know, it's fine for me, but they tend to cut off circulation for other people. So, like, 
condom's not the best for fisting, but <clears throat> it works in a pinch if you don't have a glove. Yeah. Okay. I'm happy to invest. Let's do it. And gloves are really just like hand condoms. So (laughs) we're still talking about condoms. We're not, we did not skip over to gloves. We're talking about hand condoms. Yeah. I mean, and gloves are (laughs) super important and they're so cool. I actually think that I have seen ones though that have been designed with texture. Yeah. Great. I'll look into it. Do it. And get you a pair. I'll become your glove guy. (laughs) That would be great. I would be, I would buy if, if you find them that they, I would be sad to see how much they would cost. I bet they're expensive. Oh, they are. I think they are. Yeah. You don't feel comfortable washing them? You would uh, want a new one every time? Ooh, I mean, if they were like, that's tough. If they were like silicone and I could like boil them or something, maybe. But just a basic wash isn't going to cut it for some of the people I have sex with. You know, like they want no. only products that can be sterilized, you know, like by boil. So... But could they have their set of gloves for for their body? Yeah. And then different people wear them? Yeah. I mean, that's an idea. Sounds like a lot. You got to have a lot of space to keep all this, like, gloves for everybody. But I would rather, like, you know, that's awesome, actually, that you're thinking about that. Because I think about, like, uh, the environment a lot and about, like, um, all, like all these plastics and silicones and like where is it all coming from and where is it all going mm-hmm. um so gosh a, a washable glove would be great we're gonna make it we're gonna make it what about reusable condoms yeah yeah okay so that's another one of my questions is that if you're able to use one brand or all of these other types those are latex you don't have an issue with latex uh, no, I don't, which I'm surprised about because they say that you can develop uh, yeah. allergy to latex if you have frequent use. Yeah. And I definitely have a lot of latex. <laughs> use. Uh, but I'm kind of like allergic to everything. So I feel like if I did have an allergy to it, you I wouldn't know. know unless it was like super severe. But thankfully, I don't right now. But I'm open to using all sorts of different um, types of condoms, too. You know, like uh, the insert of condom, the polyurethane mm-hmm. ones. Totally will use those. little noisy. A little messy, but happy to use them. Um, Lambskin? I have uh, in the past. I did like post-high school, uh, mm -hmm, pre-college. Mostly because I had access to them for free. Uh, What? They're like $7 a condom. I know. I knew some people who got a hold of a bunch and... Uh, <laughs> that sounds so shady. It totally was. Yeah, it was not a legal. It was not a, a legal procurement of of prophylactics. Uh, um, lambskin condoms, <laughs> the heist. But um, I did use them. You know, there wasn't like really any big deal. I remember happening with them. I was not having great sex at the time, though. So maybe I just didn't care or care to know. But, yeah, then I learned eventually, like, as I moved further into the, like, uh, HIV prevention realm that, like, that they aren't necessarily they, – they still have pores. So, like – Yeah, they can prevent pregnancy. They can't prevent mm-hmm. STI transmission. Yes. So that – there was that. Um, and – Have you used the skins? SK – what is it? SKYN skin? Um, the polyisoprene – I believe so. So, like, at a lot of different play parties, a lot of times they provide uh, barriers in, like, a section or different sections of the party. So I've had opportunity to try out, like, 
maybe not every condom out there, but a lot of them. And I do believe, I mean, there is usually a section uh, of non-latex condoms, so. I can actually imagine that in your bedroom you could frame each condom wrapper that you've used and easily cover a wall in like a month. In a month? And it would be so sexy because each one of those framed images would be an amazing sexual experience. <laughs> that that's That's interesting. I don't know how many I could do in a month. I wouldn't want to save them. No? Nah. Nah. Somebody is going to do this. And if you do, please <laughs> send us a picture because it sounds beautiful. Right. Condom wrapper collage. Mm-hmm. I often, too, will put my old condom in the wrapper and throw it away. Like, use that as, like, a keep it in the... Yeah. Keep it all together kind of That's daily. a great idea. But... That's smart. Could, well done. Could just throw one in the trash and keep the wrapper, I suppose. Commemorate yeah. that real good time. <laughs> or what did I used to do? I did this with my tampons, not condoms at the time. But when I first started my period and I didn't want anyone to know, I had a little brother and I would take his dirty diapers and I would stick the <laughs> used tampon in them and then wrap them back up. I used to wrap uh, tampons up and then put them in like uh, old toilet paper yeah. roll. If I could see those, I'd definitely put them in there. Yeah. Silly shame. I did save a condom wrapper, actually. You did. And I'm using it as a bookmark. <laughs> uh, but it's like a condom wrapper wrapper. Oh. So. A little cardboard sleeve that says I heart consent. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I did save one. I like it. Very cute. It's now a bookmark. Very cute. Well, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what art projects we come up with. <laughs> Something else out there. What other question did I have for you? Um, what lubes are you using with condoms? Uh, free. Yeah. Again. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but, I mean, I definitely always water-base, um, unless it's a personal lubricant for myself. Uh, always water-base. I don't know. Of all places, um, uh, Lover of Mine found a pretty decent lube in um, North Dakota. Uh, and it's like a, you know, ethically sourced fair trade um, lubricant. Uh, that is made in North Dakota or? No, it was purchased in North Dakota. Okay. But, yeah, I don't remember the name of it, but it does pretty good. It initially sometimes will stain like something, you know, like the sheets yeah. or – so More recently, my desktop, but um, <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs> but uh, but then once washed, it comes off. Like so, if I throw my laundry in the wash, it comes out of that like t-shirt or the whatever. Uh, so you know, at first, like oh no, it stained. You know, these awesome boxers I love. Um, but then you know, I wash it and I'm like, oh yay, awesome boxers I love. Yeah, still fine. So. I don't remember the name. I generally don't pay attention to the names. I generally pay attention to the content. Okay. Worst experience of the barrier method? With a barrier? Mm -hmm. Worst experience with a barrier? Uh, probably um, having sex with somebody, having the condom come off, and then having them not tell me it came off, having them have sex with me anyway, and then uh, two days later I coughed and the condom came out. I have a similar story, except I was—I started my period at some point in there, and it was like a week until the condom came off. And I, I was like wiping, and I felt this gross thing, and then pulled it out, and it had kind of plugged all this blood. 
Oh. I was pissed. Yeah, I was pissed too. We had a lot to talk about then. Yep. Mm-hmm. We yeah. don't have sex anymore. So for people who don't, right, like in that quiz, it said, does condom size matter? And we both knew that the answer is yes. yes. What do you do for the 6 to 7% of people that don't fit in your standard condom? Uh, find one that works for them, you know, work with it. Uh, also, there are other ways to have sex besides, you know, penetrative sex, mm-hmm. you know, get really good with your hand skills or your feet skills or your armpit skills or whatever <laughs> skills, you know, like there's lots of other ways to like have sexual satisfaction until you find the condom that works for you. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or in condoms. Yeah. Also, like, it might not have been that person's fault entirely either. I mean, definitely they should have told me when they realized the condom wasn't on them anymore. Mm-hmm. But um, sometimes when, like, uh, muscles contract, whether that, you know, whatever kind of muscles those are, um, they can start pulling condom off. Right. So um, knowing what your body does to a condom is important to not just uh, the size. So Yeah. Well, and I think what my experience taught me is to check in afterward to, to see like where the condom is and where it's going. Oh, yeah. I check like during now <laughs> for sure. Still on? Still yeah. on. Uh, sometimes I'll even like try and make it like fun or humorous. I'll be like, God, we've been going out for so long. Is that condom burnt off yet? You know, like Aww. just like, you know, like checking in like, is that still there? Is it still intact? I mean, and sometimes like the more attuned I have become to myself sexually, the more I can tell if the condom does break or like like that young me who had that condom like mm-hmm. get lost inside of myself. Like now I would absolutely know. I would absolutely know that there was like no condom happening with the sex. So it's um, a lot about like learning more about my own body and yeah. uh, how it relates to others and what to expect or not expect. And, mm. Yeah. That's beautiful. Ready for an- another question? Yeah. Because I'm so curious about piercings mm-hmm. and condoms, mm-hmm. either for oral if you have a tongue piercing or if there's a piercing on a vulva or a piercing on a penis or any anywhere. Mm-hmm. Any experience there or thoughts? Um, No. I mean, like, a little bit of, like, pinching of the, like, actual condom, which just basically we just removed it and put on a new one. Oh, you're saying that sometimes the material gets stuck stuck in the into barbell? it gets like stuck in the uh, in the groove between where it like attaches, like where the ball meets the mm-hmm. hoop or yeah. um, where the wherever it twists in. Like sometimes the latex or whatever the material of your condom or barrier is can get stuck in those. Um, but I mean that's really simple. Just like don't like stop and check and see if it made a hole. Just assume. Mm-hmm. You know, I just assume it made a hole like, oh, oops, let's just grab a new one. And put a new one on. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't stop you from using condoms with piercings. No. Like you would tell people, yes, put a condom over the Prince Albert. Oh, yeah, put a condom on it all. Condom it all up. Barrier. Yeah, definitely. What about anal toys? Anal toys? Shaped like a phallus. You put a condom on it? Just put a condom on it anyway. I put a condom on it, yeah. I put a condom on it. Anything that like, uh, any any time I'm gonna have like sex or any sort of sexy time, no matter which orifice it goes in. Because I'm thinking uh, when people, um, actually, that's not like true. beads, anal beads. 
Oh, oh go ahead. anal beads. Well, I mean, like, that's the thing. Are they your own beads? Mm. They're your own beads. You can have unprotected sex with your own beads all, all you want. <laughs> but uh, I'm not going to put somebody else's beads in me. Uh, maybe if I knew that they were, like, um, sterilized uh, or if I knew what material they were made out of and knew that they'd been sterilized – I mean, like that's like kind of a process. I I don't I don't take on anal beads myself, so I don't uh, okay. have to worry about that. Yeah, I guess. But for other people who were worried, I would be more like keep your own set for yourself, unless mm-hmm. you are like fluid bonded with a partner. Okay. So wait, sorry, I interrupted you. You were saying that there is one instance where you wouldn't put a condom on something. Yeah, for uh, a type of sex, and that's um, I think that kissing is oral sex. Um, and mm-hmm. I don't use a barrier for kissing. However, I do minimize the amount of people whose mouths I come in contact with um, as a method of risk reduction. Same. I think I – is that from Pretty Woman? What? Where she doesn't kiss on the mouth? Yeah, but that's, like, totally different. And every time I talk about the not kissing thing, people are like, oh, like, Pretty Woman. And you know what? Whatever. Well, because that's where I learned it. Sure. I learned that that was a thing, that you could have sex without kissing. Oh. I was young, maybe eight or something. But then I I kind of owned that and was like, yeah, I'll have sex with you because I can protect my genitals, but I am not putting my mouth on your mouth. Yeah. I just never really wanted to, like, I had some, like, gross first kisses growing up, I think, maybe, (laughs) and so, like, was not excited to, like, just kiss anybody right away. So I I knew that I could have sex without kissing somebody. But I never thought about it being, like, an intro to somebody from Pretty Woman that, like, oh, my God, I can have sex without kissing. Like, that kind of is blowing my mind right now. That, like, She's so empowered. Other people can like, yeah, but people break that down to her like it's an emotional barrier, you know, oh. or like whatever. Because that's like usually what people are getting at when they say that to me. Like, oh, you're trying to like keep yourself from being emotionally attached to people or whatever. Oh. I'm like, eh, no, I just don't really feel like having your mouth on mine. Like, mm-mm. Yeah, some cultures find it repulsive. Yeah, I watched your um, explanations about that. that was, yeah. That was a good one. So, uh, yeah. I was super curious about it because of my relationship with kissing. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, uh, I kiss my partner and I love it and uh, I've kissed all of my partners, but there have been instances where I've maybe had a hookup and I'm like, no, we are not. I, mm mm-hmm. So many things are transmitted through mouths. Yeah. Uh, it's one of the first <laughs> things I negotiate when, um, when I'm, like, making a sexual and or, like, play negotiation is... No kissing. Thanks. You can kiss other parts of my body, none of my lips. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Well, I'm, my neck is right there, and it's probably my most erogenous zone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love my neck too. Although I have a very short neck, so it's limited amount of space, and I get a little squirrely. So I kind of feel awkward when people go in for that because, like, they get in a little nutcracker right away because. <laughs> I had a short little stubby neck. <laughs> You're like, it's so good. And now it feels you have so to go. good. I'm going to squish your head in there. <laughs> yeah. Any other sexual enhancement things that you do to barriers to make them better? We used to teach people to put lube in the tip. Mm-hmm. That's quite a process, uh, but it does work. The it's lube a in the process. Tip. It is a process, you know, because, like, I mean, forget about it. People are like, oh, it takes too much time to put a condom on. Like, and then now you're like, hey, 
Let's put some lube. Hold on. <laughs> Slowly unwrap the condom. Stroke yourself. Then we're going to open up some lube, and then we're going to drip some in there, and then we're going to slowly put the con. You know, like, I mean, it's a, it's a time-consuming process. Oh, it's like but. 20 seconds max. <laughs> but I think that that definitely works. Um, it's felt good for me. It's felt good for others. Uh, I think it... I think it kind of makes the condom last a little bit longer if you're going, like, for a long time. But you're supposed to replace a condom if it hasn't broken after, you know, like, an hour anyway. So, uh, let's see. Other enhancements. Uh, definitely, if you shave your pubic area, it doesn't get caught on the hairs as easily. Mm-hmm. Uh, or maybe you don't even have to shave. Just trim it. Because mm-hmm. sometimes you get, like, bumps and stuff if you shave. Let's see. What else enhances a condom? I think that people find it really sexy when I've just got condoms, like, at the ready. You know, like, mm. we can just have, like, surprise sex or, like, it's, I've got, like, one tucked underneath my bed so I don't need to, like, go get up, go to my drawer, go to my closet and get them. You know, like, it's just, oh, I'm already ready already. That's just mostly being prepared. That's not even, you know, it just makes the, it's like uh, somebody's like, wow, you were already thinking about us mm. having sex. So, Where do you have them on you now? Mm, in my bag. Do you keep them in a special container? Uh, yeah, actually, I haven't used this bag in probably over a year, and I just pulled it out of my closet today, and I was like, oh, there's already condoms in here. So I think there's a condom and a glove in there. Nice. Yeah. So I was like, wow, look at that. Like, I haven't even used this bag in a couple of years. So let's hope the condom's, you know, still valid. Yeah, it was like finding 20 bucks in your snow pants. Yeah. Totally. How'd you know I, lo- I found 20 bucks? Because <laughs> I think everybody finds 20 bucks in their yeah, snow right. pants. Yeah. It's so fun. Um, I learned, I don't know, maybe this was in Michigan at one of their like sex week events. They were taking travel size Q tip containers, uh-huh. those little plastic ones, and they'd remove the Q tips and then use those as condom holders because they're rigid. They're that plastic, Uh and then they're also see-through, so it's kind of got that kinky, like, look at what I have in here, Mm -hmm. but you can just throw them in a purse or bag. Mm -hmm. That makes me think about uh, this one time I had, I don't remember why, but I had a whole giant, like, gallon Ziploc bag full of condoms in my bag, and I was with uh, a friend. We were, like... Sometimes we hooked up, sometimes we didn't, but I ended up in Seattle with her and her family, not as like a romantic thing, just as a friend thing, and we were walking down the street, and somehow this whole giant bag, gallon bag of condoms, like fell out in the middle of the sidewalk, you know, at at the Fisherman's (laughs) Market or whatever, and their whole family just stood there and like stared at my friend, and then at me, and then at the condoms. And I was just like, I have safer sex. (laughs) (laughs) Couldn't really make a big explanation at that point, but it looked like I had a lot of sex, which I do, but they didn't know that until then. That's what they weren't realizing at the moment is that you're the best thing for the environment, for people's health and well-being, for their relationships. Well, I do what I can, you know. So did the crowd rush in and grab them as if – no, Somebody no, dropped like, money people everywhere. were kind of like, whoa, and like backed away, and I just kind of, you know, picked up my condoms and put them back in the bag and... Scooped them up? Mm-hmm. Mm. Tucked my tail between my legs and... No, no shame. <laughs> I think it's awesome. Yeah. 
It was. I mean, it was fine for me. I think my friend was really super embarrassed about it. Hmm. So I mostly felt embarrassed for them than myself. It was a little embarrassing for me. <laughs> wow. I think it's cool. I think um, getting condoms out there in ways like they're just everywhere would be awesome if there wasn't this littering component to it. So yeah. I thought about, you know, those plastic eggs people will use for their Easter egg hunts? Yeah. I really want to put in, like a slip of paper with some sort of sex information on it and then condom or lube or something in there and then hide them all over Missoula on Easter or somewhere around that time and let people find them. But the downside is that if people don't it's wasteful. Them, yeah. yeah. It's and like not everybody wants access to that information either. Yeah. Um, like more recently the eggs that were distributed around town that had some things in them that people didn't find appropriate as well. Although What I happened? Say, yeah. I, I don't mean, know about these sort of eggs. Off topic. That's fine. But um this this Easter, uh people found Easter eggs around town and people had put like Nazi uh <gasps> propaganda material inside the Easter eggs. What? So, yeah. That's terrible. They ruined my idea, too. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, people will find them and be like, oh, I don't want this information. Did I ever tell you about that time that when we had those birds and bees, uh, the glass toys, it was like when we were first mm-hmm. bringing them out, and I took pictures, and it was the first time I had a smartphone. This was like even before smartphones were smartphones, I had this like totally <laughs> new computer phone. It wasn't even called a smartphone, right? Um, and I didn't quite know how to work it, and I accidentally sent the image to like a bunch of people <laughs> and I got a text back from someone and they were like oh, don't no. you send me this filth my kid uses my phone too and he could see this and I like really wanted to be like you know Good. I think your kid could benefit from <laughs> this but uh I you know get it right like oh. you think I'm sending you like sexually explicit like stuff but I didn't know that that's entertaining yeah I mean to the people who don't consent to that I empathize but also like Miha wasn't doing anything intentionally wrong. No. You know, that's what's hard, that, like, fine line of, like, what people want to learn and have access to and, like, uh, what they don't, mm-hmm. you know? Some people just don't want to know that stuff. But we know statistically that the people who don't have education or access to that sort of education have the highest and higher rates of um, STDs and pregnancies, unwanted pregnancies. and Yeah. Um, yeah. <sighs> Rough stuff. The shame is real. The shame is real. Well, on that note, let's exercise. Feel your kegels if you're able. Main squeeze. How often do you do kegels? Uh, pff, definitely daily. <laughs> I think this podcast could just become the Miha podcast where I sit down and interview you every week because you could answer every question on every topic and just school Maybe. the world. It, it would be so great. <laughs> okay, so you do them daily. Uh, I would say so. You know, um, I feel like I consciously do it. Uh, but I also like, you know, uh, exercise those muscles unconsciously sometimes too, you know, depending mm-hmm. on like what my body's doing, so... Okay. Well, will you lead us in a session, a Kegel workout? Sure. Like, I don't have, like, a program. I just, you know, <laughs> squeeze and hold and let it go and squeeze and hold and let it go. Or sometimes I just go squeeze, 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 squeeze. Uh, oh, sometimes I like to squeeze and hold until I forget that I was even squeezing. So then, like, eventually I've, like, 
relaxed myself and forgot that I was even doing it. But like, I'll just start off like squeeze, you know, and I'm like, thinking about it, thinking about it, thinking about it. And then like, you know, something else will happen. And I'll be like, am I still squeezing? I'm still squeezing. And then like other stuff happens. And I'm like, oh, I wonder when I quit squeezing. I'm still squeezing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I followed along with all of your guides. I really love doing kegels while um, uh, I'm being penetrated. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that not only does it like strengthen my muscles, but it enhances the feeling, um, not only for myself, but sometimes my partners, although sometimes it's total distraction for my partners and they're like, can you like not do whatever it is <laughs> that you're doing right now and just let me like, and I'm like, okay, yep, definitely uh, can. Funny. Thanks. I like all of those. I feel very exercised. Sometimes it's nice to, like, uh, put my fingers inside of myself and do them and just feel what it feels like. Mm-hmm. I've had uh, times, though, when, like, I've had my fingers broken um, by somebody squeezing on my hand too hard. Or not too hard. Just hard. <laughs> just hard enough to break a finger. Um, and I've done that to other people as well. So it's like, you know, it can get real, yeah. get real tight in there sometimes if you're really going hard with your muscles. But you're bodybuilder. Yeah, totally. So worth it. I mean, people are like, how'd you break your finger? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's crotch. Yeah, right? <laughs> so this is something that I haven't asked any of the other people who have been on the show because I don't think they have similar experiences. Um, but I imagine that this might be one you have where in doing the kegels where we just talk them out, are you orgasming? Are you orgasmic from that? Uh, I mean, I can get there. I don't think it's, I don't think that they're like the same thing. I think that they help each other or I think Mm, that the kegels help like get to orgasm, right? Like I think it builds it up. Um, I don't know if I like, mm, I think no, because, well, maybe am I talking about orgasm or ejaculation really? Because I think for ejaculation, I absolutely have to be like completely like, Loose. I can't be tight or tense. I have yeah. to like let everything go for ejaculation. Right. But an orgasm, I can have an orgasm and be tense. So I could have my kegels flexed. Because I have to be careful Probably when both. we do them every week on the podcast. Because if I do too many or go too hard, I can easily go up over the edge. And then I'm like, yep. And now. I'm orgasming on the podcast. Yes, which isn't that's a terrible amazing. thing. No, I love that. I it's love just, that. I love that so much that you're. Uh, that makes me so happy to hear that you are <laughs> orgasming over a podcast. That's wonderful. Yeah, that's magical. But then I anyway, I have to be careful because if I do <laughs> orgasm, then I don't want to talk anymore. I'm just like <laughs> I can't. I like, want some ice cream and so a nap. <laughs> that's amazing so you have to but that's something you can control then yeah it just means that so when you're saying I clench and then hold it for as long as I until I forget that I'm doing it then I have to kind of hold like clench but at a 70% Uh I can't clench at 100% Uh or when you go clench 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 I have to do those, but know that after five of them or something, I have to stop. I can't keep going. Otherwise, I'll go whoop. Oh. Now you know. Now everybody knows. Now everybody knows. Lindsay's really <laughs> orgasmic. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. I think that's great. I think that, like, I can turn on and off super easy. So, like, oh, yeah. Um, 
like, let's say I was like, oh, my God, I feel like I could have an orgasm right now. I'd just be like, and nope, and would then just be done, right? Yeah, that's true. But then there, there's still that engorgement. Yeah, that feels so good. <laughs> <laughs> You're just like, blood pillow between I, my yes, legs. Yes, I love all those feelings of, like, ugh, hot, swollen, wet yep. body parts. Yep, it's yes. all good. Yes. Last part of the podcast is giving sextra credit homework. Assignments are not always bad, so here's some sextra credit. An assignment to the audience and to ourselves mm. that we do between episodes. So we're giving people homework now? Yeah. Oh, okay. Condom related? Sure. Homework? It doesn't have to be, but it can be. Mm. Well, I'm really all about uh, – there's this workshop that I'm working on developing. It's called Every uh, Yes, Even the Kitchen Sink, and it's about making everyday items um, sexy and fuckable. Um, Pervertibles? It, and what? Pervertibles? Yeah. Is that what you call them? Mm-hmm. Pervertibles? Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, <laughs> so we can ask people to um, – Get a big variety of condoms, some okay. that they've used before and some they haven't. So, okay. like, maybe just, like, a handful, like, five different condoms. Okay. And find an everyday item that you can put them on. Mm. Uh, and you don't have to play with yourself or penetrate yourself with them at all. Just, like, put them on these items. Notice the difference. Have sex with those items if you want. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, if, if, if the item is your own body part that you're putting them on, whether it be your hand or a phallus or foot uh, or even your head, mm-hmm. make note of it. I like it. Great notice, science. Notice the different smells, textures, if it's lubricated or not lubricated, uh, shapes. What, real quick, will you tell me what your favorite pervertible is that you've come up with? My favorite pervertible? I love cucumbers. Mm. It's probably my most often used. Um, but, uh... Skin on or skin off? On, with a condom. Mm. Um, and not to be used anally because there's no base. It's probably my most common one. I don't know about, like, uh... You could take skin off and it will be cold. It's cold if you you put it in the fridge anyway. Oh, if you put it in the fridge, yeah. Yeah, that's true. I do like that hot-cold contrast, too. Pervertible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You with the names. Oh, man. It's a good one. Yeah. Well, cool. That's a fun assignment. I'm going to do it. Yeah. I mean, I guess I could do it too, but I'll probably do it with all my items. Yeah. You're yeah. going to do it anyway. Yeah. I need more condoms. So, this is a great excuse to go get more condoms. We're just going to go two doors down to the Sexplanations YouTube channel studio, and I'm going to hand you a bunch. Great. Yeah. Excited about that. When I'm excited too, <laughs> because we did kegels, <laughs> and I got to talk to you. It was so wonderful. Thank you for being on the show. Thanks for having me. It's been awesome. Good. That's what I like to hear. Thank you also to Callie from Cinema Studios for doing all of the sound, to Complexly for production, and Count Boogie for the jingles, and Cora and Parle, I'm still learning. <laughs> <laughs>